Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Liberated Woman podcast. I'm your host, Shanee. I'm a rebirthing breathwork facilitator, ancestral healer, and spiritual guide, and it's my life's mission to support women just like you on your path to spiritual awakening and feel safe in doing so. This podcast is for you to awaken your feminine energy, elevate your consciousness, and reclaim the truth of who you really are. If you know that you are ready for more and want to stop playing small and take radical responsibility for your healing, expansion, and liberation so that you can live your life in your highest pleasure, you've come to the right space. Each episode, you will receive a deepening of your feminine wisdom so that you can be reminded of the magic and power that already lives in you. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Liberated Woman podcast. I'm so excited that you are here with me again for another episode. In today's episode, we are going to be exploring the three types of community that you have probably experienced in your life and mapping that out as you start to awaken into your feminine because as you start to awaken into your feminine, the types of communities, the types of people that you are looking to be nourished by or hang out with in a space is going to change from the types of communities that you might have previously found yourself wanting to be a part of. And so in today's episode, I'm going to be mapping out the three types of community that you have found yourself going through in your life and the type of community that you might be looking for now as you start to awaken into your feminine. So I think it's really important to start with what we actually mean by the term community. So community, you know, according to the Oxford Dictionary, is a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. It could also be the condition of sharing or having certain attitudes or values and interests in common. And these communities where you have a particular characteristic in common or certain attitudes, interests and values in common will change over time throughout your life, but will especially change as you are going through this deep awakening feminine journey. Because what you are looking for and what your interests are and what your values are will change over that time. So I want to start really with why community is so important, especially as you are going through this journey. And then I'm going to map you out through these three types of community. And you might find some kind of resonance Um, in your own journey through these types of community. So when I first started to awaken spiritually around the age of 22, and I didn't really know what it meant to be in a spiritual awakening, I didn't really understand what was happening. I didn't have a conscious community around me to support me through some of the things that I was experiencing. And this may sound really familiar to you. If you are at the start of your awakening journey, if you are opening up and 
following those breadcrumbs and starting to listen to the synchronicities and having that desire to connect to women in a deeper way or wanting to learn more about what it means to live in your sacred divine feminine essence and energy, you may not have the people around you to support you as you are experiencing some of the more difficult parts of that feminine awakening journey. So as you start to awaken, you will be seeking out these communities or it will be kind of coming into your field that looking for these communities is something that you start to deeply desire. Now, when we are younger and we are young children, we tend to want to be in a community for that sense of belonging based on an external validation. This is what's known as an unconscious community. So this is the first type of community that we find ourselves in. You know, we find ourselves in a community through nursery, through school, through family friends of our parents that we end up being a part of. Maybe it's through a drama club that you join or a football club or a sports team or an art class that you take as a child, whatever your interests are, you start to form community with those people based on situations that you find yourself in. And it is not necessarily a conscious decision that you have made to be in those communities. And as a child, when we are looking for that sense of belonging, we very often place the validation outside of ourselves. So, you know, is my teacher validating me? Are my parents validating me? Do my peers like me? Do my peers validate me? Do they think I'm cool? And we do things that don't necessarily feel right for us in order to fit in to those communities. I can remember countless stories as a young girl and as a teenager of doing things to fit in with other people because I thought that that was going to be my validation. I especially remember a story when I was at secondary school. Uh, I went to a girls grammar school, which looking back was not the type of community I really wanted to be a part of at all. It felt very competitive. It was quite bitchy. Um, it felt quite difficult for me to be a part of that. And actually being in an environment like that for me was part of my feminine wounding. I didn't feel comfortable around groups of women for a really long time until I started to kind of awaken my feminine and discover women's circles and go to women's circles. And then now holding my own women's circles, I, I love groups of women. But when I was a teenager, I definitely struggled with that. And when I was in year seven, so for those of you uh, listening from the UK, year seven is the first year of secondary school. You're 11 years old. You're just transitioning from being top of the school in primary school, going into um, secondary school. Those of you in the US, maybe you have middle schools or in other countries, your, your school years are different. But here in the UK, uh, we start secondary school in year seven, aged 11. And during my time in year seven, I became friends with a group of girls 
And what we had in common was our shared taste of pop music. Don't judge me. Yes, I loved Westlife. I loved Backstreet Boys. I loved Boyzone and I loved Five. And I especially loved the Spice Girls. <laughs> and so when, when I was in year seven at school, I had this group of friends. That was our main interest that we had in common. Uh, we also shared a cultural interest at heart. We shared the same religion. And these were girls that I hung out with quite a lot. We would socialize with outside of school. Um, we would go um, and do things together after school. And it was great. I really felt like I had a sense of belonging. We used to like to wear similar clothes. We had the same fashion tastes, um, similar TV programs, all of the things um, that we kind of bound us together as a little mini community, as a microcosm within the bigger community of us being in the same school because we didn't live in the same area. And then we reached year eight. So now we're like turning 13, okay? Hormones, teenage girls. It started to change really quite drastically actually for me. And when we reached year eight, the girls that I had been hanging about with and would have considered to be my best friends in year seven, Suddenly, they decided they no longer liked Boyzone, Westlife, Five, the Spice Girls. They started to come to school and proclaim, proclaim that they loved heavy metal music, Slipknot, Korn, I don't know, Indie Pop, Blink-182. I don't even remember the names of all the bands now. And all of a sudden, they were no longer wearing the same sorts of clothes that we'd worn. They no longer had the interests that I had. And they started to dress differently, heavy black eyeliner, massive heavy jeans, black hoodies, chokers around the neck. And I found myself thinking, well, I don't really like that music and I don't really like that fashion at all. But I do like those girls and I was best friends with them in year seven. So what do I do in order to remain being friends with them? And at that time, because I was living from a state of unconscious community and because I was living very much in a wounded feminine state where I was outsourcing my power and my validation to what other people thought of me, I started to dress the same as them. And it never felt right for me. My intuition and my gnosis said, absolutely not. You like pop music. Why are you dressing like them? And I remember really clearly that one of the girls and I, we had tickets to see a five concert at Wembley Stadium in London. And we booked the tickets in year seven. We'd kind of reached halfway through year eight. I wasn't really friendly with her anymore simply because I didn't feel that I belonged anymore. I didn't feel like I could fit in, even though I was trying with the fashion and I was trying to understand their music. It just wasn't for me. But we went to this five concert together. And I remember having a bit of a panic and quite a lot of anxiety around what I was going to wear to this concert because I was going to a pop concert of a boy band at Wembley Stadium and I was going with a girl who I knew was going to be dressed in a black hoodie, a black eyeliner, heavy bell-bottom jeans and a choker around her neck, probably wearing a Slipknot t-shirt, I don't remember. 
And so I too wore jeans, a black hoodie and put some eyeliner on to go to this concert, a pop concert, just so that I didn't look stupid in front of this girl. And when I think back on that, now obviously I was a 13 year old girl and I was just trying to fit in. But many of us do this throughout our adult life. We live in a place of the unconscious. We are not aware of the conditioning that has been placed on us. We're not aware that we are constantly outsourcing ourselves to other people for validation. We are not aware that we are essentially giving away our power and losing our sovereignty because we want to fit in. And, you know, a sense of belonging is, is one of our basic human needs. Like it comes from living in tribal cultures, right? Tribes, if you didn't fit in with the tribe, they would kick you out of the tribe. So this lives within our DNA. This lives within our ancestry. It's not just because we need the validation, like internally, we we genuinely want to be a part of that because it's very painful to be rejected from a tribe. It's very painful to be rejected from a community or from a family or from a group of people. And so when you think back over your original communities that you were part of, they were probably based on institutions such as school or religious communities um, or shared common interests such as the drama club or the football club or the art club or whatever it was that you did when you were younger or through family and family friends. So again, not really your choice of a community, not really your sovereign choice. And then as we kind of go into the rebel stage, the teenage stage, we start to question the narrative. If you are going through a feminine awakening, if you're going through a spiritual awakening, you are going to be someone who is a cycle breaker in your family, right? So you are going to be starting to question the narrative. You are going to be starting to critically think, do I really belong in this community? Do I really want to continue drinking maybe and going to the pub as an example where you may have hung out with friends before? Do I really still want to be doing that particular activity that doesn't quite feel right for me? Do I really want to hang out with that group of girls that love to gossip and bitch about other women? And you start to question the narrative. You start to question the world at large does the government really have my best interests at heart? Can I trust the medical system? Do I really trust um, the systems as a general? Do I trust authority or perceived authority as a general? And at this stage, you are coming into a semi-conscious community because you are asking the questions. You are critically thinking because you've understood as you start to awaken that the narrative that you've been fed and the conditions that you've been placed in are not necessarily your organic original blueprint of where you belong, where you come from, and what is going to serve you at your highest purpose. And so at this point, you start to individuate. 
you start to feel into your intuition. You start to feel into your discernment of what spaces and places feel nourishing, feel good in your body and serve you to reach your highest potential. So you start to break away from the pack. You start to break away from conforming to a community that society may have been placing you in. And you start to ask those questions. And as you ask those questions, you are going to trigger other people because they may have not asked those questions. They may still still be living in this unconscious community experience of being friends with people they've known all their life or being friends with people from school or um, you know, work colleagues or whatever it is. And so you may trigger them and they may not like it because they start to see aspects of you that don't fit in to the construct that they know you to be a part of. And often you find that the first people who will get really triggered by your individuation are your family. Because if you are the cycle breaker, if you are the black sheep of the family, then they are going to find that quite uncomfortable. They're definitely going to find it a discomfort because they've been used to you being a certain way. And they might start calling you weird and they might start talking about you to other family members. And that makes you feel uncomfortable, especially if you start to share your thoughts, your ideas, your beliefs more openly, you know, in conversation, maybe online through social media. And at this stage, when you are starting to individuate and you are starting to question and you're starting to unlearn and decondition and de-armor, you may still not have a conscious, supportive community around you who can carry you through some of the difficulty that you might face as you journey through that feminine awakening. And so I like to call this particular stage of finding community the rebel teenage stage, right? Because you are like, uh, screw this. I don't want to just belong for the sake of belonging. I'm starting to have agency over myself. I'm starting to understand that I am a more sovereign being. I'm starting to question. I'm starting to experience life through a different lens. And now I don't feel necessarily like I belong in the spaces and the places and with the people that I once connected with and I once belonged to and I once felt comfortable in. And maybe you actually never felt comfortable in those previous spaces. And it was just through circumstance or through unconscious um, connection that you ended up in those places. And then as you kind of find that sovereignty and you are deconditioning and you are unlearning, you then come into reclamation of your sovereignty. That's why I call my online breathwork journeys Reclaim Your Sovereignty, because you are actually unlearning and removing the cellular, the cellular patterns that live within you, the cellular memories, so that you can come back into wholeness and remembrance of who you actually are, your organic blueprint, your original self before the programs, before the conditioning. 
before the beliefs, before the stories. And this particular community is going to be your most important one as you awaken into your feminine. Because once you have individuated and you are going through the journey, you're saying, actually, that no longer serves me. I want to find spaces and places and people that fully nourish me, fully see me, fully accept me, fully witness me, fully hear me and fully acknowledge who I am. You are going to be looking for those spaces and they exist. They're everywhere. I remember when um, I started to find the people and the places that really held me and witnessed me as I was going through the early stages of my feminine awakening through my spiritual awakening and how painful it was to realize that there were people in my life that were going to fall away, that they were no longer part of the narrative of the part of my life that I was living in, friends I'd known for a really long time, family members, people I'd known through different um, it, you know, places I've traveled to in my life, university, schools, work colleagues, they just didn't quite fit into the shani that I was becoming. And it was painful to realize that I was going to have to let that go. And sometimes they would just naturally fall away because they're just a piece of the puzzle that no longer fits. And they were part of the weave and the thread of your journey and your life, which was beautiful at the time, but now no longer serves the pattern that you are weaving. And with that, you start to find more people who are also individuated, who are also on that path to feminine awakening, who are also questioning and continuing to question and reclaim the truth of who they are. And it's often at this stage that you start to actually reach out to those communities and become a part of them. And you feel a sense of home. I talk about it all the time. Like the first time I ever sat in a women's circle, it truly was a homecoming for me. It was the first time I sat in a space where I honestly felt for the first time in my life, like I was coming home, coming home to myself, coming home to community and coming home to a tribe and a group of women who weren't going to bitch about me or gossip about me or judge me, but really simply be there to witness me in all multi facets of how I was feeling and expressing. And so when women come and sit with me now in circle, they are also looking for this kind of community. A lot of them come for the very first time. They have no idea what to expect, but they reach out to me and say to me, I'm looking for something like this and I don't know what it is, but I know I need it. I know that I need to be around women. I know that I need to be held. I know that I need a sense of belonging. I know I need sisterhood. And your feminine awakening journey doesn't have to be lonely. It doesn't have to be you sitting in your room at home thinking, what is happening to me? Why does nothing feel right in my life anymore? Why are these people falling away from me? Why does my partner no longer feel right? Why does my family not understand me? Where are my people? Where are my tribe? Where are my community? 
when you start to individuate and find your sovereignty, you will attract other people who are in that space too. You will find other people who are traveling the same road as you. Their journey might be different. Their stories might be different. Their background, their culture, their religion, their age, it doesn't matter. None of that matters when you are finding conscious community based on shared values, based on shared interests, and based on shared desire to come back into sovereignty, to come back into reclamation. And for women, this is especially important. Women used to gather together in circle. This is an ancient practice. It's an ancient, ancient practice. And women understood the cycles of the land, understood the cycles of themselves, understood each other. We have as women this creatively magical power inside of us to be able to connect the threads to other women. We are a big circle of women. We weave that thread. We have intuition as our secret source, our secret power. But those bonds, those threads, those connections, they've been broken over time. And as we moved away from tribal living, as we moved away from community living, from communes, from communing with each other, and we have found ourselves living in isolation, we have an in innate knowing, a desire to come back to that to come back into the remembrance of what it's like to sit with women in circle and to truly be held and nourished and witnessed and seen and heard and honored for being a woman, for having a cycle, for bleeding, for birthing, for creating, for the sacred that we hold within us that has been forgotten and it is so beautiful to witness the resurgence of feminine community. And it's happening globally. And it's happening at a rapid pace. More and more women now are awakening. More and more women are saying, enough. I deserve more. I don't need to live in this story that I have been fed, these lies that I'm telling myself because society expects me to be a certain way. More and more women are awakening to the fact that they need sisterhood. More and more women are awakening to the fact that sisterhood doesn't have to mean bitchy, gossipy girls, like I explained when I went to school know that these communities, these conscious sisterhoods, these conscious created beautiful spaces for women to come and feel nourished exist as the antidote to that. The antidote to the witch wounds. These are spaces where you can come and just feel so deeply held and nourished. 
without judgment. I run these circles once a month in Norwich in person. I also run them online. So if you are listening from somewhere else and you're thinking, God, I really want to be a part of this community. I want to find sisterhood. I want to feel connected. I'm on the precipice of being in between an unconscious and a conscious community. And I'm looking for more spaces to hang out in. Then connect with me. Come and find me over on Instagram at underscore Shanibella. Join my Facebook group, The Divine School of Feminine Awakening. Come and hang out in my WhatsApp group, The Sacred Sisterhood Circle, which I may be moving over to Telegram soon, but for now we're still in WhatsApp. And just come and be a part of it. Come and be a part of the sisterhood. Come and be held. Come and be nourished. Come and be heard. We are in a huge shift in the world globally around humans awakening people are starting to question i would say that more people are starting to come into that semi-conscious community of starting to critically think about events going on around the world about their own place in the world their purpose what are they doing here why does it not feel right for them to be where they've been all their lives and women especially are rising up to this power that they have within themselves And so there are lots of communities out there that you can be a part of. You can find a women's circle in your local area too. You can find them online. There is so much out there to support you in this space. If you are at the beginning of your awakening journey, or if you are awakening and you feel lost and you don't know where to go, and you want to start deconditioning, de-armoring and reclaiming your sovereignty so that you can live the life that you desire on your terms, I have one space left for the next six months for my one-to-one The Liberated Woman journey and you're welcome to book in a chemistry call with me to see if we are the right fit you can find all of the information for all of the groups that I mentioned and to book your chemistry call in the show notes to this podcast once again thank you so much for tuning in I would love it if you could just leave me a review subscribe share this on your Instagram stories take a snapshot take a screenshot post it on your stories Share it on your Facebook, share it with friends that you think might need to hear these messages, because that really helps to allow more women going through their feminine awakening journey to feel safe, held and nourished. Thank you so much. I look forward to tuning in with you next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Liberated Woman podcast. I hope this episode has landed in your heart and activated and awakened you in some way. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe and leave a review. This really helps more awakening women on their spiritual path to reach out and gives them a safe space to drop in and feel connected and empowered. I'd love to connect with you over on my IG at underscore Shanibella and in my Facebook group, The Divine School of Feminine Awakening. Until then, have a magical day.